Sorry. Are you, done, are you done giggling? You looked at me like I was supposed to say it with you. Are you done giggling? And you paused. Yes. You okay. Yes. Fine. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to Crack the Ceiling Podcast with Lindsay and Tiff. We are actually not recording in our little home studio today. No, we are not recording at the home studio. We, we are. Go ahead, tell them where we are. We're recording at Brick Lane Brewing Company. And why are we at Brick Lane today? Well, Tiff, I feel like you should know this, but <laughs> it's the Pink Boots Brew Day, which is really exciting for the Victoria chapter. Um, first one in well over a year. The last one we did was at Colonial last, what, February 2020? Yeah, so. that was, which even then it was probably the very, one of the very last things we did socially with other people yeah. leaving the house last year. Yeah, um, which is crazy. And there's such a good turnout today as well. There's like almost 30... 30 amazing females and beverage here today yeah so we are doing our kind of well generally we would do this as a women's an international women's day collaboration brew Mm -hmm. um it is as we speak the end of april so women's day is on march 8th so quite a bit later we missed it just just missed it a little bit that's fine you know due to well everything that happened last year things Mm -hmm. got here a little late the hot blend got here a little late so we're using the Pink Boots Hot Blend, which Yakima Chief pulls together every year. So it's a blend. We all got to go in and collaborate to decide what goes into the blend. And you actually got to do that, didn't yeah, it you? Was very you got cool. to do the blend selection. How we did were, that work out? I mean, we were super into lockdown when we were doing this. Still. Yeah. So we were virtually, we all got all the hops, and my head hops all over my bedroom. There's just hops, <laughs> hop dust everywhere. So good. Yeah, so we all, we each did a blend. So in different states in Australia, we all did a blend, and then we virtually shared them. Yeah, which Did is everyone's blend. Because everybody got the hops in the mails, right? Yeah. The, the hops in the mails, the hop in the mail. Like the, <laughs> the possible hops that you could use for this blend, you received yeah. just a massive packet of them? Yeah, so was, we each got like a little baggie full of all the hops, and then we came up with our own blend, and then each part we shared them all, and then we made all the blends. We just put a few in together, yeah, scrubbed them all up, um, and then as Australia, we put our blend in, and then they all went back to America, and then they chose one from everybody's, but they kind of picked a blend that was pretty viable for going into a lot of different beer styles. Yeah, of course. So. Yeah, so we ended up with a hot blend, which I'm just going to pull all the packets out so that I can remember what's in it. So it's got Sabro, Atanum, Citra, Laurel, Laurel, mm. and Cashmere. Yes. So it's a pretty fun blend. It's lovely. It's really, really it's lovely. Really, it's really more on the subtle, softer side, but it does lend itself to quite a few styles. So yeah. today we're making a rye pale ale. Yeah. 15% rye. Yeah. Great. That's a lot of rye. That's a lot of rye. That's a lot of rye. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, yeah, really cool. We actually have 
Zoe Ottaway here with us today. Who's a legend. She's definitely a legend. She's the marketing manager at Brick Lane, and we are going to bring her in for our chat in just a minute, um, which, yeah. yeah, so kind of following on from what we talked about in our first episode. Yeah, which was a lot. <laughs> I mean... It's a lot. It's a lot that needs to be talked There's about. There's a lot that needs to be talked about. It's just a. It's just the opening number, man. We have at least two acts to go on this. We have a lot of things to say. We have a lot of it's things not, to say. Yeah. So here we are. We are in a brewery with, um, you know, thirty plus other women that work in the industry. Yeah. And thirty plus incredibly talented yeah. women from all across the industry. It's Everything. not just. It's not just brewers. There's some people who are bartenders. There's marketing. There's women that work in malting. There's a woman that has a tour company. Like it's all facets of fermentation industry, which is anything that touches beer. There's a woman here that does it, which is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Which actually kind of leads us into the conversation that we want to have today. Yeah, it does. So the thing that we want to talk about today is kind of this expectation for women to take what we call, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, even though you can't really see them, is soft roles. Yeah. So, you know, marketing and admin and and let's talk about why that is and why, you know, we might even have trouble breaking into some more, you know, production, technical, science-driven or leadership roles. Yeah. So we have some things we want to talk about. Yeah. And we are going to welcome Zoe in to have this chat with us. Come on, Zoe. Come on in, Zoe. Just pick up the mic and hello, jump hello. on in. I don't feel like we gave you... Did we give you enough prep for this? Uh, Are you ready? That's no, all right. We're you good. We're that's good. about as much prep as we yeah. probably have. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm good to talk off the fly. Yeah. No, it's good to be here. Thank you. Thanks. It's good to do this face-to-face. So oh, excited. my gosh. I love it. We're I all sitting like so close <gasps> together. Am I your first guest, too? You Actually, are. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are our very first guest, which is setting the bar really high. I know, because um, I mean, everyone I should know we just did um we're what what what's it's late afternoon yeah um and we did the mandatory like sugar lolly bowls um just now so <laughs> all the compliments coming my way are probably sugar amped. So. Oh, oh were the lolly bowls <laughs> your idea because no everyone oh. just knows that a good meeting always has lollies and sugar in the afternoon that's, yeah not wrong that's, it's not the content it's the sugar availability. I heard there's cheese coming as well. Which there's cheese coming. In. That bit is me. Yeah, Lindsay was like, I might be all over it. Yes. So, one of the things that we, Lindsay and I have talked about for a long time was having guests on our podcast that aren't the usual faces of breweries that we often see, not the brewer, not the owner, but actually having the other people that are so involved with bringing the beer to life. Yeah, the people that are doing all of the real heavy (laughs) It's really fitting that you're our first guest because... You've worked in beer for a long time. You've worked across lots of different roles and breweries, but kind of generally in marketing, Mm, but still like you've had your own company. You've worked with big breweries and little breweries. So why don't you just give us a real quick for anyone who doesn't know Zoe here, where you- Who should know Zoe, who needs to know Zoe. Zoe, What you've been up to. Um, who are you, Zoe? Oh, oh, Tell Jesus. us about yourself. We, we haven't had any beers yet to answer that question. <laughs> um, no, I, no, you're, and you're right. I think it's it's a. I'm really like yeah, amped to be here to be talking about this because when you did first kind of raise it with me, I was like, oh, you know, I just kind of got into marketing and um, yeah, like now that I have spent some years both in the craft industry and um, sorry, beer industry and in wine before that, like. It, 
back then it just never really did occur to me that I could actually be the maker. Like I kind of defaulted to the marketing side of things. Um, and don't get me wrong, like I love, love, love marketing. I love communications. I love understanding the gap between what you want to say as a producer and what you're trying to do to who your consumer is and making those like getting rid of that gap making that connection and delivering what you need to say in the way that your consumer wants to hear it um so my heart is 100 percent in marketing um i do i definitely got a lot of confidence years ago at actually i think my first ever pink boots meeting um i'd only just started in beer and definitely was finding it i was struggling a bit just to find good learning opportunities they were very very masculine back then and I was rocking up on my own and just really did not have the confidence um to kind of break into conversations or and didn't have like the you know the the tasting skill set and everything and I found it really hard to learn and I went to this pink boots meeting and um Jane Lewis was the president back then and we went around the room oh amazing um went around the room and um Everyone had to say who they were and where they're from. And one person went, oh, you know, I'm not a brewer. And Jane just shut that down. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it doesn't matter. And something as little as that, which could have just been conversation, really, mm-hmm. it really did resonate with me. And so since then, um, I've ha- been lucky where I've had some other managers that have really recognised that it is a team that gets everything across the line. And mm-hmm. definitely here at Brick Lane, I have a very supportive leadership team that understands that while you know the the founders and the head brewers obviously and and brewers play a role they do also recognize that we all have a voice um Mm. and i'm definitely encouraged to take opportunities like this up um which i've always valued like i've been i've been a bit of a floozy when it comes to podcasts i think (laughs) (laughs) but you know anytime someone asks me on i try to say yes as much as i can because you know what that moment that jane gave me i hope i can um give someone else that same encouragement because yeah. well, another great bit of advice I've, always, I've been given was you know you wouldn't be asked if they like no one's here to see you fail right like you, you get asked these things because people want to want to see you succeed and they also want you to share what you know so mm. yeah yeah I just I just hope by hearing different voices as you two are doing as well by starting this podcast um, and taking leadership roles up within the industry and with it, within your own breweries that you know it, it just shows other people and not necessarily even females like that's why I got involved in pink boots was like me as a like a straight cis able-bodied white female is kind of having trouble like how are other people going yeah. that aren't even like yeah. yeah so if I can like just do a little bit like surely that's going to help bring everybody back up um I think I've just gone off topic in a no, big this is way great. <laughs> yeah, this is what we Perfect. are all about yes <laughs> Yeah, so I think, I mean, for us, the thing that we were kind of chatting about today is this propensity of women being sort of pushed more towards the the soft roles, the the mm. marketing, the admin, HR. And, and I mean, that's just, sorry, that's part, because that really just hit me, because you were like, oh, it's women's understanding in a lot of ways. Like, that's why we end up in marketing. You talked about having to relate to your customers and understanding mm. where mm. they're coming from it's empathy right like women have more empathy like that's why yep. we're nurses or teachers or like other things so like soft roles we have yep. we're in the HR we're the empathy roles the roles that don't have to be hard and tough um, mm. because women are mothers and mm. and I think there's a lot of conversations happening at the moment in not just beer and brewing but in a, I think 
all industries, especially the male-dominated ones, of what mm. can our traditionally feminine characteristics bring to some of the other roles? Like, what can we bring to sales that might be different? You know, we're kind of, and I'm, what made me think about this, and I was reading about some things that Julia Gillard said. So kind of, if we roll back to 2012, for anyone who doesn't know, Julia Gillard was the prime minister for a very short time in Australia, but the first female prime minister, which is, you know, we're looking at America right now, and there's a lot yeah. of talk about Kamala Harris being the first female VP, um, the first Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, all these females finally stepping into leadership positions. And, you know, sh there was a question asked of her fairly recently, which is why are there fewer women in leadership positions across sectors and industries? And what she said is, my best quick summary is that there are structural and attitudinal issues that still get in the way of women getting fair access to leadership. And I think leadership can probably roll across to not just like GM or head of roles, but people in a position in any company where their voice is heard more loudly. So what she says is, most career paths have been developed with men's lives in mind and have embedded in them the assumption that the individual can devote almost all of their time to work because someone, usually a non-working wife, is looking after everything else. And so I guess what I kind of want to, you know, I kind of want to attack this. What can we be thinking about or doing and getting people to change this? And like, what are your experiences with coming against this in the industry? I think that's a great that's a great analysis right and it's I think it's one of the biggest changes I want to see in the world and I think we're starting to see it in really small doses is that one the way it's always been done isn't the way we need to keep doing it mm. and it's not the only way to do it and it doesn't make it the right way to do it so if someone's right for the job like make that happen like it doesn't have to be the default is you have to be available full-time and you have to be available mm. to do crazy amount of hours like get good people up and if they're a mother um and i'm using that as the default as because yeah you know we all you know it, it is it's assumed it, it, if we're uh, in yeah, our 30s we, we are a mother it's it's the yeah. and so it's you know it's usually the 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 um mother that stays home if mm. it's in a um a um, heterosexual relationship yeah. it's yep. Yep. the man is normally the breadwinner or it has a better potential to keep going in his role and the mother for various reasons might be the one that has to stay home um you know we just need to change it so that doesn't happen like that's bigger than us yeah. and it shouldn't be this um thing that's celebrated by being the exception it should just be the norm like you want to retain and keep good people mm. and surely becoming like taking on the path of being a parent for both the male and female in a relationship mm. or um yeah you're learning new things like you'd surely like the, the you're bringing more diversity and you're, you're understanding a new little human and keeping it alive which i would think would be the scariest thing in the world to do yeah um yeah i find it really kind of fascinating that it's so old school structured that I was talking about this to someone the other day like as you get better in your chosen career so say mine is a marketer or you know might be as an accountant or whatever as you get better and more qualified in your chosen profession you just get leadership kind of added in on it and mm. it's not actually something you're trained up to do it's just yep. something you're just given even though how important is leadership it's just the assumption that if you've been there you'll keep doing it yeah and you'll be a good leader which is yeah, not true in so many cases anything else get in the way you you can't have you can't say 
no to after work drinks. You have to get home to your family. You can't say no to weekend work or, you know, taking clients out. Yeah. And I think that's been such a big thing where we feel like we need to like that you can't get into a leadership role unless you're able to give all of that. But also and if you're also having taken time off work so if you've taken a year or successive years over several pregnancies Mm. those chances of leadership do get pinned away even though that person might be such a instinctive natural empathetic holistic leader and people with lesser of those skills just because they're better at their um their their studied profession um keep going up and then that becomes what's the standard in leadership yeah um even though who set that standard like yeah. it's, it's yeah it, sorry I'm not, i haven't put those what's the word i'm looking for uh eloquently as <laughs> i would like but um yeah it, it's it's kind of spins my head out a bit that yeah. and it is a thing the whole thing about having like if you have one kid like mm. you take what what is it in australia six months paid leave and then yep. a lot of women do end up taking a year off mm-hmm. yep. or, you know, and you, if you are doing that three times, like if you have three kids, you're doing that three times throughout your career. Yeah. That is so much, like so much that you're missing out of. Like mm-hmm. if I miss five days of work, I feel like I'm completely lost when I come back in and I yeah. don't know what's going on. How it's just a knockback kind of, and the system's but not is, actually yeah. built to really support that. Is that, that. on mm-hmm. us or is that on the system? Is that That's on the system. Feel like yeah, so mm-hmm. that's what we need to start considering is, like, if I miss after-work drinks to get home to family life, whatever, anything else, do I feel like that is negatively affecting my career, and is that something we need to change? Yeah. Well, networking is such a massive networking and buddy-buddy. Yeah. Being being one of the buds, being one of the friends, being in the friend group is mm-hmm. such a massive... You see it a lot, and, I mean, it's that conversation over and over yeah. again of... I mean, that's why... We get into the... The men even, walk into a brewery, yeah. they're friend of a friend, they know nothing about beer, and they become a head brewer in a week, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, and you still you back see that all the time. Afraid to ask for more, like... Afraid to even ask yeah. to do but a then, seller job. Like, afraid to become a seller person. did get that head brewer position, would somebody say, and we get this a lot, we've seen it, you got it by spending time on your knees... Mm, you slept yeah. your way to the top. Slept your way to the top. That is... Who was she sleeping with? You know something hilarious? Like, yes. It devastated me at the time, but in my older years now, I'm like, what an absolute dick of a person. <laughs> I had, like, after school, I did quite well at school, but I just burnt out. I studied myself just out of, like, in, yeah. Um, and... Ended up doing a traineeship with Woolworths. Um, oh. So it was a management traineeship. You do a bit of every department and then you, they specialise you for a few months in one. Mine was fruit and veg. Um, before my traineeship, the 12 months was out, they had actually put me in a 2IC um, position in a different store to hmm. the one I was allocated. My manager of that department, so I'm, I was barely 18, <laughs> I got put in a in a fruit and veg department where at the store is that co- um, Coca-Cola 1.25 litre bottles outsold my entire fruit and veg department. So uh-huh. it wasn't exactly the most yeah, challenging. Right. <laughs> my manager at the store I was leaving was saying exactly like that to me in front of like oh, four or five male colleagues, exactly that, like, oh, who did you sleep with to get that? Like, 
as a two I see in a shitty Woolworths. In a Woolworths. I couldn't sell bananas to save my life because nobody ate them. <laughs> like it's how crazy is that? And like that's how insecure. Instead of being happy for me to going, you've clearly done a great job at your traineeship because I was so studious and like such a nerd about it all. He still had the yeah. I just I look back there and go, why would why did that even enter your head? I was, it's a Woolworths fruit and veg department like. I just, I don't even understand how, like, there's no threatening to him at all. Like, it's just bizarre that that's just the default sometimes in men, just to see, like, a female success of any kind must be... Who is she sleeping with? Yeah. yeah. She's sleeping with someone, and it's she's sleeping with someone to get her yeah. to where she is. And I think, like, I've heard that throughout my mm. time. I mean, starting in breweries in New Orleans. Um, like, I, I think every woman has heard it. Mm. Um yeah, I mean, I think this is its a problem we need to tackle, and I think we need to, you know, if anyone's listening and you have experiences you want to talk about or you feel like there's ways we can start to shift the dial in this, mm. you know, let us know. Talk to us. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break and come yeah. back with our blind tasting. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you want to make those noises? Oh, wow. <laughs> this is where Luke's supposed to make us some music. Uh, Apparently, Luke has made us music. Oh, amazing. All right. That's well, those noises. We'll, s- right. we'll, we'll be back shortly. All right. Thanks, ladies. All right. We Welcome. are back. We are back. Um, what you don't know is that we actually took a really really long break this time a very long break we had beer and cheese pairing we got talked through how to write a real tight brief which was amazing actually yeah. thank you zoe thank oh, you that was a pleasure that was brilliant that's something that i know nothing about and i was like oh, oh. anytime and anytime anyone ever wants to talk about that stuff or any advice or even like a, a brief template where to start um i did i actually didn't get a chance in the session to talk about it, but it's just i know at the time it can be overwhelming and so timely but it's saves you so much time and money in the long run when you just brief something in well so it is something I get very um ranty about as you guys just experienced um so yeah I like it so yes anyone listening if you ever yeah I'm always here to talk about that to anyone see because you have passion for marketing Mm -hmm. you didn't just fall into it no no I just didn't I didn't just choose the lady job no 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 because I think I'm in the opposite I really love beer I just fell into marketing and now I'm don't know what to do yeah but you bring the cross-sectional like experience because you've got the venue management and it's not then just like obviously serving people beer it's like the actual business running which you can never mm. underestimate you've done you've done so much like you know, trade and consumer facing stuff you've got um you know bringing something to concept like good beer week or the founding member of like pink boots I'm saying all the things I should have said when I introduced <laughs> you this morning yeah <laughs> um but, you know, there's, there's things that aren't necessarily something you can learn in a textbook. They're, and they're things that give you so much more, not just knowledge, but even that awareness. And I think that's sometimes where I struggle with some people is they're very good at the job, but they just don't have the awareness of what their actions might impact on another part of the mm. business or especially in my world, the consumer. Like, it's all fantastic to get super enthusiastic about what we do, but if we're not communicating that or engaging that with the consumer, we're doing it for jack all. Like, we can have the best beer and the best can, but if it's not connecting with consumers and we're not selling it, who are you doing it for? Like, at the end of... And I'm on record saying this before, like, 
the moment you stop home brewing and you start brewing for commercial gain, it's not about you anymore. It's about yep. your customer. Absolutely. Um, and so that's sometimes like, especially in our world, because there's so much passion behind what we do and there's so much emotion and there's so much personal investment. Like, I totally understand that that goes out the window. Or sometimes you just expect the consumer to come on the journey with you. Where, wherever you're at, you just expect them that they'll just slot in there too. Um, and, you know, craft beer in particular, you know, it's such a energizing dynamic category that people are coming into it so quickly these mm, days yeah we've got to appreciate that you know a year ago that their favorite beer was like heineken and now yep. that they're actually using the word pale ale that's a mm. huge win well, for that's, us yeah and that's i mean this whole piece is why we're even talking about any of this is because we're it, it's become a whole not just the industry but it's become such a big business that that's why we need to start talking about how do we interject diversity and ensure that leadership positions aren't just people continually hiring in people who look like them or act like them. And I know, I, I talked to another female who was in hiring position this week and she was like, is it wrong that I want to hire somebody who's just like me? And I was like, well, yes and no, but I think that's the whole point of having more diverse people in leadership positions is that, yes, we do want to, I mean, yeah, we do need, it's really important to be aware of your own biases, but like that, that is actually genuinely the importance of having more anyone who is not white, cis, male, able-bodied and making sure because that, I mean, it's unconscious bias, but we all do kind of want to work with people who are a little like us and think like us. And so it is important that we all, people who think differently are in a position to bring more people in. Yeah. But Zoe, it's so good to hear you talk about marketing in that respect where it's for the consumer and someone like yourself who is so passionate about the craft beer industry and all aspects of what it involves and the people in it as well. But to hear you talk about that, I know that you are personally going to market a product that doesn't just reach one or isn't just funny to one specific group of people. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to put two girls one can on a beer can oh please don't ever do that <laughs> you know like that, without any context that sounds super creepy that you've just thrown that into the conversation two girls, one. you know what's funny though i did actually work on a beer that was called um two birds one goose and i had to explain to the legal department why it was a bad idea it's a bad oh. idea it's a bad um, idea and then i explained it again and then a few hours later i got a message back going oh, oh. And I was like, yeah, you shouldn't approve that. Yeah. yeah. I think I might just give context to the listeners. Like, that wasn't just <laughs> I mean, random. Like, just, I just think about it all the time. Just on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> we just like, had a conversation the regarding this. Here and Lindsay's like, wee. Hey, that's yeah, where no, my brain um, is. Yeah, no, I just discovered a new term because I'm a complete dag and obviously not as cool and um, down with all the. I just think you're really lucky that you missed all of that yeah, back me in too. The, you know, yeah. early 2000s. It was yeah. traumatizing a lot of us. No, being no. Forced I'm... to watch it by our partners a lot of the time. They're like, yeah, no, this I'm really is so glad funny. I'm, um, yeah, missed all that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Bless. No, it, and you know, it's also being self aware as well. Like, mm. I know, you know, you know how Brick Lane started and you know there's certain people that would have just assumptions about their brand without 
even like understanding all the bigger stuff we do. Um, and I, you know, I'm really comfortable that we work with someone that doesn't shout about all the good stuff in, in reaction to people, mm. what they've assumed about our, our um, brewery. Um, it's a brewery that's been, you know, definitely set up with the future in mind, not just in terms of brewing, but also in terms of staffing and community. Um, you know, there's so much that we... Environmental impact. Well, environmental impact. We learned a lot about that We learned today. so it's much. It's, it's just crazy. Amazing. And it's so good. just that forward planning, like mm. it's not something we're doing in reaction and we're not something we're trying to do for, like to be cool. It's something mm. that's just genuine here. And when you're around those people, as we all know in our own jobs, that when you're around those people that just truly like believe it so, so much that there's just no other option. Like mm. it's just that black and white. Um, you know, that's a really inspiring thing to be around. Um, and so, yeah, like in your role, you do face biases, um, whether that's what people assume as you as a, as a female or as, you know, a group of men setting up a brewery. Um, mm. But, you know, they're all good to kind of get out there and keep challenging. Like, I'm quite comfortable with those assumptions because it gives me, um, you know, firepower to get out there and do something about it. Like, you know, it's good to have a job where I'm like, you know, I want to show you wrong or I want to bring something new to you. I want, I want to change your way of thinking. Um, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate that opportunity. I, I don't think I could be in marketing just pumping out the same thing every day and running off big budgets with, you know, big agencies where, you know, it's just pretty beige at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. It's and you beige with a good soundtrack. What, you get a say in how things are developed mm, yeah very much and you know when we talk about you know i guess the traditional female roles it in something like especially in craft beer and i can certainly speak for every brewery i've ever been a part of there's always that crossover like i'm i get to sit on meetings that my role really shouldn't be in but i know i'm invited to that meeting to have that opportunity to give my opinion and i know that i'm valued and listened in that mm. um i know if i miss those meetings it's followed up with me because no, you they should want be me in to them, get involved not that you shouldn't be in them well no but my role traditionally shouldn't be mm. in that um so they there's that opportunity to develop into other parts of the business and have that awareness that I just wouldn't get if, um, and I'm not, no offence to anyone out there that's in these, but if I was like in Coca-Cola marketing mm. or Nestle or something, like it's very black and white where, yeah. you know, we're very fortunate to work in industries where, yeah, like marketing would be, you know, it's, it's got a lot more females in it than, um, you know, something like brewing or production mm. or repping. Um, but I get that exposure, that cross-functionality that I just wouldn't be able to get in a traditional, uh, in a traditional marketing role. Mm. Yeah. Which is amazing. So, oh God, I love listening to you. This has been amazing, Zoe. Ranty. No, <laughs> no, 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 it's no. not ranty. It's perfect. It's this is so perfect. Brilliant. It's so, beautiful. You did bring us a beer, though. Uh, yes, sorry. And we do need to. We do need to do jump the thing. into our shtick because it's the favorite yeah. part. Um. So, Zoe, you brought us a beer. It mm-hmm. is a Brick Lane beer. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it is. Nope. She's got the can very well covered up <laughs> with a high vis jacket. Yeah, only the best for you girls. Thank you. No, it's perfect because we definitely can't see through it. All right. All right. So we're looking at this. It's kind of like a light copper color. Yeah. Beautiful. Copper, maybe even pale amber. I think of like the the dinosaur egg in Jurassic Park. That's Ooh. beautiful. That's Love that. Zoe goes um, off to update the tasting notes. <laughs> Jurassic Ooh, Park egg. Oh, okay. Hang on. It's actually very floral. Quite yeah. 
floral and there's some underlying sweetness. So my instinct is going English. Oh, yeah. There's something oh, English about do you this. Think we got another ESB. I hope we got another ESB because <laughs> oh, I really like love ESBs. <laughs> yeah, it's like floral and fruity, but like estery fruity. Oh, my God. And we learned a lot oh, yeah. about yeast and we yeast fruity versus hop fruity today. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Ruth from Fermentus like blew my mind today. Mm. That was amazing. Oh, gosh. Ruth um, from Fermentus is. Yeah. This is some like. Amazing oh, yeah. tea like qualities. Like this reminds me of like iced tea. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit touchy. It reminds you of an ESP. It does remind me of an ESP. <laughs> now we're stuck on ESP. I don't know if we can come off ESP. It could be like a mild bitter kind of thing. Yeah, it is like, and it has, it's a fairly dry finish. Um, it tastes to me like this slightly lemony floral, like a lemon lipton iced tea that yeah. you get in the States. It tastes like Ooh, a lemon lemon iced tea. There's like there's there's still almost a little bit of like unfermented wort quality to it. So it's got that like a little bit of sweetness, but it finishes with just the slightest bit of bitterness. I think it's pretty dry though. Yeah. I really this is quite an you know what I think this is? Like a it's a lager. Oh, what? You're going that way. <laughs> See, I don't think so. I don't know. I really don't think it would be a lager. Um, and I think that's just because there's too many yeast characteristics coming I through. I think Tiff. it's like a Munich. Nope. I have to I feel like I'm going to say no on that. And also the mouthfeel. I'm going to, I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going to completely go with ESB, but I would say like maybe more of an English style pale ale. All right. I'm going to go. Tiff's going some sort of yeah, slightly malty lager with some amazingly like the hot profile in this is like insanely lemony floral. Yeah, the floral is really really strong. There's also like a little bit of like I get a hint of like an herbal. I really like it. I'm really excited really to eat a little bit of the cheddar with this as well. Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jeez. I right. do the reveal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Please do the I'm reveal. I'm going to get like a side hustle doing this because just watching your faces, just this was just oh, hilarious. God. I wish this was being recorded. Did you? Recorded. Is this nothing? Is it not even close to us? Are we just completely? What do you mean by not even close? Is not I'm even close so stressed to out. This said. is always the most stressful part. I've had a hard I'm day gonna do tasting. the slowest can reveal like, just to like all the pain. This. I know. Yeah, yeah this, this is stressful. Thought. I'm really stressed um, out. It is the Brick Lane Red Hoppy Ale. Ah, oh, you didn't were much we just closer. One of the this? OG Brick Lane beers. We did just have, Did no. we just have this on the tasting? No, that was no a we revolver. didn't. No, that was we a revolver. Didn't. Okay. Um, so this is kind of, I guess, the beer before it. Um, they're two very different beers. Um, this is, yeah, this is a Red Hoppy Ale. Um, at a at a push, I didn't know what beer to do, and I purely picked this on this time of year, and mm. I've just been drinking a lot of it. And Simcoe Amarillo Mosaic, and it's just one of those beers that you know. <laughs> I'm sure every it's brewery surprising. has this in their portfolio, where mm. it's the silent underachiever, and the people that love it love it. But I remember the it's first all time your I had other this. beers yep. that get all the hype or all the attention, or they're the ones you always promote. Where this is just the little. 
little train that could underneath doing its thing and chugging along and it's yeah it's just coming into that weather um and we had just tasted some belgian styles with some cheeses and um the next release of our revolver which is the dark hoppy ale mm. um so i kind of figured we'd kind of sit in that world soon still and um there you go yeah this Thank is great you. um wild time i mean it is so dry like i feel mm. like i should have gotten that because it is so dry yeah and i knew that the body like the body wasn't lending the mouthfeel to a lager. Like I feel like lager yeast does just really contribute to the body in a lot of ways. And I mean, ale yeast, like the difference, like sometimes find difference between those like mouthfeels. But like all American yeah, hops, yeah. man. Oh yeah, <laughs> everything added in the world. Centennial. But I think that's also it. Only added in the whirlpool. No, no, no. Kettle. Centennial oh, yeah, in the kettle. kettle. Simcoe, Amarillo, Mosaic mm. added in the whirlpool, and then they dry hop. Mm. I like it. Very <sighs> interesting. Mm. I also like also it. Also, is really good with the chatter. Just yeah. while you guys were chatting, I tried that, and it mm. is still like it's like, it is like a citrusy tea. But I, mean, I think we're just stuck on ESBs, Tiff. I think our I brain think is like ESBs. <laughs> I think our brain is blind. really latched onto that, so we need to okay, no break more. up with that. Yeah, you're right. This is it. We're ending that. Yeah, All right. Okay. So, <laughs> does anyone have anything that they were really excited to have drunk in the last few weeks, or they're really excited to drink coming up? Oh. Oh. I'm doing a getting blind with crafty tonight. Ooh. 34 loggers. I actually cannot wait to hear the result. Of yeah, I am too. so excited. It hurts. Uh, um, yes. I'm really stoked about it. And people are like, no, it's 34 loggers. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. This yeah. is going to be wild because it's going to vary. Yeah. Well, no, it's not going to oh. all be craft. Yeah. Oh. So, and it's going to be a variation. There's some Pilsners and some Munich, um, yeah, I'm really stoked about this. So I'm excited for you. I love it. Zoe, love it. what have you got? Um, I'm what actually really excited. I'm looking forward to I'm going to the Mismatch um, event at Good Beer Week um, at Paradise Alley. And it's all about... Um, oh, that one does look good. Yeah, the, like all the environmental and sustainability beers. Oh, that's cool. and, um, I'm not doing a very good job of pitching it right now. But yeah, I'm excited to just see... The same like, you know, I get excited for Rocky Ridge beers and like their focus yeah, and dedication to what they do. So mm. um, yeah, I'm really looking forward. Um, you know, also South Australia represent. Um, yeah. Yeah, we get to yeah get over there and do that. Um, in terms of air, uh, beers of late, not to be like um, you know, spooking my own backyard kind of thing, but yeah, air Belgian triple. I'm really yeah, proud of that. Today. And mm. the first, oh, not the first I really time I had it, that. but um, one of the first times I had it was with that like the the cheddar and mm. just I just it just took me back to when I was still like learning way like back in my wine days when I was still kind of just learning a little bit about beer and someone just gave me it was actually a um, Squires the Squires Porter with um, some uh, blue cheese I think it was mm. and I, yes. just that oh, oh, like, like, we get so caught up in beer it's just so pleasing just to have that really simple like mm. here's beer here's cheese go be happy go like, be stop happy and enjoy <laughs> an experience yes slow down Agreed. stop judging it yeah. just like just hey just just stop it's good happy, so right? we like, should ask everyone good. this week <laughs> whenever you're listening to this mm. have a stop and enjoy it experience yeah. yeah just sit down don't talk to anybody just sit and enjoy what is in your glass and think about how much it makes you happy yeah yeah and don't think about anything else just mm. like experience it don't even think actually just be yeah. happy I like it love it yeah. tiff how about you um i'm actually I, right after this i'm gonna go taste the ballistic is launching their barrel so they started a whole oh, barrel yeah. aging project 
and their first releases have come out, and we're getting them in Melbourne tonight. And I'm actually I haven't tra- I haven't tried them yet. I've been reading about them and hearing about them, so I'm really excited to try them. There's a grisette, and then just sort of like a farmhouse ale that I think Ooh. I'm excited because I think they're gonna age really well. Mm. I'm excited to taste them now, and then again in like a year. Yeah, that's exciting. The grisette's yeah. exciting. I know, I love a grisette. No one makes no, a grisette. I think I've had no like one, one ever. Yeah. I think yeah. I got it because I was like, what is this? I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's oh, unreal. Because that's tomorrow at Otter's Promise as well, isn't it? Yeah, tomorrow so at Otter's Promise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Excellent. All right. Awesome. Well, Zoe, I cannot thank you enough for one, we had an amazing day here at Brick Lane yeah. today. Oh, thank that's you. That's our pleasure. That, um, a very small part of a big team that brought that together. So that's that brilliant. I, Good I accept your thanks on behalf of everyone here <laughs> yeah. at Brick Lane because yeah, it was Lane. a great thing for us to do. And thank you for doing that this with us this mm. afternoon and oh that's always my out. pleasure yeah mm. so thank you and um all th- right yeah thanks this for listening to crack the ceiling podcast again and we'll see you again next time and i hope we sparked something for you to think about so. and oh wait as always find us on crack the ceiling podcast on instagram yep and feel free to email us crack the ceiling podcast at gmail.com if you have questions or oh, want to hear an email address send a top that's we have exciting. an email address. we do <laughs> Yeah, shoot us a message. We want to chat. So thanks. Thank you. Bye.